0: And welcome to the Second Tier Podcast. I'm Ryan Dilks and I'm joined by the Johan Barbe to my Rob Dickey. It's Justin Peach. Good day to you, Ryan. Justin, how
1: are you? I'm very good. Very tired, though. Been doing a lot of manual labour this week, stripping wallpaper. I've been knee-deep in it all week.
0: Yeah, because you've got a new house, haven't you? A new abode.
1: A new abode, yep. And it's very, very old. Very, very old.
0: Well, that's good to know. Is it fashionably old?
1: um it's not victorian it's edwardian but if you're into your period properties it's not quite hipster enough to be hipster it's just okay. a little bit hipster not too not too hipster though
0: i don't know what any of that means <laughs> i tell you way. what i do <laughs> i'll tell you what i do know something about justin the championship because this is the biggest championship specific podcast the second tier thank you for joining us wherever you are and justin it's nearly time the last day of ...of the season. A day which is always a roller coaster, and this last day is no different. Admittedly, it looked like there would be more on the line on the final day a few weeks ago, but the relegation battle still needs sorting out and as it stands, no one's been officially relegated. Yeah, okay, Wickham are all but down. However, it's incredibly difficult to figure out... Who is going to be joining them in League One next season? In this episode, we'll have a quick chat about the Luton v Rotherham game from Tuesday night and have an in-depth look ahead to the final day of the championship. Talk about some of the news from the past few days and we'll give you an update on our schedule for the coming weeks right at the end of the show because this is the business end of the season season, season, and there is a lot happening. So we'll give you an update on that as well. Just before we get started though, if you're planning on sitting down and enjoying all of the festivities on the final day, why not let us join you? That's right, we're doing another live stream, we did it for Rother and v Coventry a few weeks ago, we're doing it again on Saturday, so come join us on Twitter at Pod, and we can have a jolly good time watching everything kick off.
1: And I will entice you even more, by the 90th minute you may see a grown man cry.
0: You may. You may see Justin cry as his beloved Derby County, are relegated to League One for the first time in, what is it, 30 years?
1: Not in my lifetime.
0: Not in your lifetime. Yeah. But that's an experience that is unmissable, I say. So, uh, yeah, join us on Saturday. I think we're starting at about 12 o'clock. The games obviously kick off at half 12, don't they? So you can start with us then, and we'll be there for a good few hours, I can tell you that. So join us then. Uh, Justin, let's kick on with... The game from Tuesday night, a big game as that, Luton v Rotherham. It was a chance for the Millers to really put pressure on Derby and Wednesday heading into the final day. A win would have all but relegated Wednesday and Derby would have had to better Rotherham's result this weekend. But it finished nil-nil. Was this a missed opportunity for Rotherham, Justin?
1: Of course it was. It was, the, it was their game in hand. They had to. They had to win to put it in their hands.
0: It was literally...
1: A one-game transition where relegation or the fight against relegation was 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 going to be in their hands, and they fluffed it. And it's really frustrating, given how much I've backed them over the last almost six months now. I've been saying the same thing that Rotherham will get out of it, but it's missed opportunity after missed opportunity after missed opportunity, and so on and so on. And it's 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 going down literally down to the wire, and they're now relying on Derby, which nobody can rely on Derby. I I I can't rely on Derby on, on Avoiding relegation and Rotherham can't rely on Derby on on helping them avoid relegation. They're they're unreliable. You don't want to be doing that.
0: Yeah, Rotherham have certainly been given plenty of chances to get out of the current predicament that they're in. now haven't they? Derby have given them lifeline after lifeline, and uh, they're now in this chance now where they need Derby to drop points on Saturday. But we'll get onto that in just a sec. Let's talk about the actual game because I'm not sure how this game finished nil-nil because it was so open in the first half both teams hit the post second half was a lot different what did you make of the actual game itself justin
1: i think you nailed it it was it was so open in the first half and i don't think you as i say you won't see a better game of, of football in or well, better 45 minutes than that but you, you probably will because it was nil-nil but as, as far as you won't exciting, find a nil- better nil-nil exactly as far as exciting nil-nils go it was it was great, and as a, as a neutral in this game, although you wanting Grovem to, to lose, um, it was it was a very it was a very fraught game. Two teams who like to play a high energy, pressing style of play want to win the midfield battle, and um, yeah, they, they they cancel each other out in the end. But I I certainly rather watch Matt Crooks than uh, than Phil Foden at the moment.
0: All right, fair enough. Kid and Dursby Hall was class in the middle of the park. Of Ditto Lewis Wing. For Rotherham, they both had really good games, and I think both defences did alright, didn't they, in the second half particularly, where they were really putting the bodies on the line to just grind out this result. Even though Luton have got nothing to play for, they, you wouldn't have been able to tell that from the way they were playing. They were really going for the three points, weren't they?
1: You say that, but they, they, they've got a potential to set, I think, a, a, I don't know if it's a club record high in the Championship in, in terms of points, but they gonna. They they could guarantee a top half finish with a with a um, a victory at the weekend, which is a monumental achievement for a, a club the size financially of Luton Town, um, compared to the other teams that they're competing against. And Nathan Jones, he, he, as Neil Warnett would quote, you've you've got a you've got to, can die for three points, and and I think Nathan Jones follows that philosophy because of the the, the passion he puts out into his team. He's not gonna let these dip uh, as other coaches might in in the Championship and. That's really where, that's why the game was so competitive.
0: It was very competitive. And I think what you were just saying about Luton's record high, I think they've got the highest finish in the English football pyramid in 15 years based off this season. I Mm. think that's the case now. So wonderful achievement. That's something that we'll touch on when we review Luton's season at a later date, Justin. Final points on... On this game, Luton had a goal controversially disallowed right at the death, and it would appear that it was for not a lot.
1: It was for nothing, wasn't it? We saw Victor Johansson get assaulted the other week, and the <laughs> goal was given. Jamal Blackman it was nowhere near, it wasn't near; was anywhere near anyone. He should have saved it, really, but I think it was Sonny Bradley who put it in. He was sandwiched, sandwiched between two Rotherham players. Uh, it was a good header, and uh, there's no reason why the goal should have been ruled out, which is why I think Nathan Jones was so livid at the end. It was just a, a bizarre decision again.
0: Yeah, the thing is, it's hard to see who the referee was giving the foul on. If he mm-hmm. was giving it on Bradley, then the two Rotherham players who, as you quite rightly said, sandwiched him, they were fouling him more than Bradley was fouling either of those two. So yeah. I have no idea... Who the referee has given the foul for, but it's a gate. It's a goal that obviously doesn't mean much in terms of Luton season. It means a lot in Rotherham season because that would have meant that they would have had to go into the last day winning. Is that right? Or would yeah, it yeah, not they would actually have me- actually well, need needed a win? They wouldn't need a win anyway, don't they?
1: Well, they they'd have been three points behind Derby, so Derby would have only needed to draw. Whereas now Derby need to better Rotherham's result oh my god these permutations it's so confusing my brain yeah
0: <laughs> I think I think you're right because they were three points behind they would have had to yeah we'll, we'll just leave that there because it's so confusing it doesn't matter <laughs> now anyway the permutations have completely changed but rather than head into this weekend well they headed into this week actually knowing they had to get at least one win from their last two games they've now got to go and do it against Cardiff so let's Look ahead to this weekend then, Justin. Of course, the games are Derby v Sheffield Wednesday and Cardiff against Rotherham. And as always, here are the permutations now. For Wednesday to stay up, they need to beat Derby and Rotherham not to win against Cardiff. For Rotherham to stay up, they need to beat Cardiff and Derby can't win. For Derby to stay up, they need to win. Or they can draw and Rotherham not win them have got a better goal difference than the other two although I don't think there's a situation where the goal difference can actually change on the day but let's analyze the two games this weekend Justin first off it's the one that everyone will be watching everyone who's got an interest in championship football Derby against Sheffield Wednesday a good chance that this could be a winner takes-all situation
1: <laughs> that's what the uh, that's what Sky would want that's what the neutrals would want you want the uh, you want the winner to stay open and a quite fancy Wednesday, to be honest. They, we say they're the form team in this run, but they're they're the, they're the only team that have won a game in the last ten games. Um, <laughs> so that's what makes them the form team. So it's literally so open, and I think because of it's because the, all three teams are really poor. I mean, Sheffield Wednesday. We 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 heard Dan um, at the weekend talking about Sheffield Wednesday showing a real lack of fight against Forest, and I've seen Forest fans say how, how terrible Wednesday were, um, and we know how badly Derby are. Uh, as well, so it really is a clash—a clash of really broken buses, isn't it? Going head to head, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a collision with two mobility scooters. It's just not exciting at all um, from from our perspective. But it it could be. It has the, it has the potential.
0: I get the feeling this game could very well come down to who is the least crap because these 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 two teams have struggled this season at various different points and they're both heading into this game not in great form. Admittedly, Wednesday are in better form, but that's not really difficult considering Derby have got six straight losses, one win in 14, while Wednesday have only got three wins in 17. But (laughs) Wednesday, no, they have got to win in this game and Mm -hmm. that could be the main motivation heading into this massive, massive clash. I don't think Mr Rooney will be saying to his players a draw... Could be enough, though, will
1: he? I don't know, though, because, you know, I think we go back to the Cardiff game where they lost 4-0 when he rested players so they could get a result or or be better rested for the game against Coventry in which they lost. A lot of the things that he's done this season, the, the constant changings of tactics and formations and outing players in the press, have all been a bit weird. It's all been a bit strange. So I wouldn't put it past him to say, go out there, lads, get a draw. I just wouldn't put it past him. I think he's that inexperienced that he that he'd say that. But have the players got the bottle for for, for to go for the win? I don't think they do.
0: Are you expecting it to be a scrappy game?
1: A very scrappy game. The, both teams can't attack. That's it. They they they're, they're terrible attackers.
0: I, I'm
1: trying to look at, trying to look at the combined goals. It's it's less than what Norwich have scored all season. <laughs> it's it's not it's not for good reading. And I think it just. I'm talking from a fan's perspective here, and it's not its not pretty reading for either side because whatever happens this season, it's going to leak into next season, whichever team stays up or goes down.
0: Well, Derby are good defensively, aren't they? We've been saying they're that for o- a number okay of weeks now. They have had a few mistakes creep into their game recently, haven't they? But uh, across the course of the season, they have been a fairly solid defensive side is just going forwards and Wednesday are pretty similar. They can't score many either. So I don't think there'll be many goals in this game. I think both teams will be quite nervous going forwards because the pressure is most certainly on um, and they both know that a win is a must for both of these sides here. Final point on the game, Justin, Mike Dean's refereeing. Oh, we love it. Are Are you looking forward to seeing old Dino? In the championship?
1: I I am if it's full Mike Dean. If it's only a little bit of Mike Dean, then what's the point? It's just a glamour appointment. But if it's full Mike Dean, then it's worth the uh, the admission fee alone, which is zero (laughs) pounds.
0: Yeah, good point. It it is (laughs) worth saying... Mike Dean does get a bit of a bad rep because he is a bit dramatic and he maybe does have a habit of trying to steal the spotlight at times, but he is a bloody good referee. And I think it is right that we have one of the country's best referees in the middle of what is such an important game in the whole championship season, really, because it is a straight-out shootout, isn't it?
1: Yeah, an interesting point here is... top tier referees we've spoken about it in the international break top tier referees can rely on VAR to correct their decisions does that mean they're as up to scratch as tier 2 referees for example who are relying on their their wits alone it's an interesting conundrum
0: I think based on the refereeing we've seen this season Justin I don't don't think that's much of a debate (laughs) to be honest Uh, Justin let's have a quick break after that we'll talk about the Rotherham v Cardiff game and the relegation battle as a whole I tell you what, there's nothing I love more than a classic football shirt. I've got loads of them. A Juventus shirt, Marseille shirt, even an Antalya Sport shirt. One of the reasons I've got so many is because I can get them for a great price from ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk. They've got shirts for teams from all over the globe and that, of course, includes championship clubs. So if you wanted a classic Wednesday shirt, Reading shirt or Barnsley shirt, whoever you support, they'll have something for your club. It's not just shirts either, they've also got tracksuits, baseball caps, socks, so much stuff. Have a look for yourself. Go to ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk right now. Welcome back to the second tier podcast. While the Derby Wednesday game is going on, I reckon someone from both teams will be keeping an eye on the Rotherham game. They're away to Cardiff. After the result against Luton, Rotherham are heading into this game knowing they've got to win. And that's easier said than done for a side who haven't won in seven games. And they've only managed to do it three times in seven teams. So it's a tough task ahead, isn't it?
1: Against a Cardiff team who possess a lot of individual quality, we're looking at Harry Wilson's hat-trick, which has been very well spoken about at the weekend. And Mick McCarthy, who is South Yorkshire. He bleeds South Yorkshire, doesn't he? He's, he's I think, he's a Barnsley lad. Um, yeah, he is. So, so he will, he will want to get a result. Maybe there might be a bit of needle there from from him personally, but I think he's been in the game too long for that to seep him. So, yeah, the game from Roberman's perspective couldn't be more difficult going against a Cardiff team who have a lot to, a lot to answer for, really, because they've had a poor season.
0: Yeah, I, I'd agree with you. In a way, I, I think, of course, Cardiff have got nothing to play for, but I do think Cardiff are one of the worst teams for Rotherham mm. to play in this situation. And, and there's a few few reasons why. Firstly, one of Rotherham's main weaknesses is defending set pieces. And they're up, coming up against a Cardiff team who are by far the best in the league at scoring from set pieces. Secondly, it's what we keep coming back to with Rotherham, but they rely on working harder than the other team. The fixed schedule has buggered that. And Cardiff are also a side who work very hard, but they're also very physical. Thirdly, one of the last teams you want to face is a team just outside the playoffs because that means they're quite good and also they're going to rest. They're not going to rest any players heading Mm -hmm. into the playoffs, are they? And finally, of course, they've got nothing to play for, so the pressure's off. But with a manager like Mick McCarthy, he'll still want to get a result. And I could go on, but I think Cardiff are possibly just the the worst team for Rotherham to come up against in this situation.
1: Completely agree. And just to add to that, the proverbial on-the-beach Statement can't exist anymore because we're not allowed to travel anywhere, so you can't you can't mentally be on holiday. So I think it, yeah, I think players are focused on finishing the season properly.
0: It is a very valid point. Uh, final, <laughs> po- actually, final point on this game: Rotherham are a bit <coughs> so poor going forwards, haven't they? They just can't find the back of the net for love nor money, and Cardiff are another side who are quite sturdy defensively. So I just struggle to see Rotherham breaking down. This Cardiff side, when they know they've got to win as well,
1: completely right. And I think another point, another final point, Raven's away form isn't um, isn't that bad, which might edge them a little bit. But as you say, Cardiff coming up against a Cardiff team who have the talent that they have. You've got Kiefer Moore, Harry Wilson it's going to be difficult. And as you say, it's a physical It's a physical game against Cardiff. Cardiff are very good out of possession, which puts the onus on Rotherham. Can they do it in possession? I'm not sure. So the odds are very much stacked against them, but I think they will favour themselves over Derby and Wednesday who have to clash against each other.
0: What, well, you think Rotherham are in a better position than Derby and Wednesday?
1: I think they are because I think what they've shown over the last few weeks is they've got a... <laughs> It's frustrating because they haven't won any games, but they've shown a lot more fight than either Wednesday or Derby have in terms of their attacking play. They're a lot braver than than both of those sides, and they've got less to lose because they're in the bottom three already.
0: Well, let's let's round up this part of the show, Justin, with the big question, what we think is going to happen. Do you want to know what the bookies think will happen? Always, always. Enlighten me. Well, they've got Derby down as the heavy favourites to stay up, they're odds on of course they're in the most favourable favorable position and a win for them that's it, interestingly they've now got Rotherham down as the outsiders, so the least likely to stay up, they clearly don't fancy them to get a result against Cardiff and they're also hoping Wednesday help them out, now you've been confident that Rotherham can stay up for quite a few weeks now, you said on Sunday that you still thought Rotherham will do it has Tuesday's result changed your mind at all?
1: Um it's, it's chipped away at the confidence a little bit in, in Rotherham. But I, I honestly think that it's going to, no disrespect to Rotherham, but that lower league mentality is going to help them get through it. And it's literally the last final push. And Paul Warren, for me, is is such an inspirational character. I think he will get the best out of his players. Um, <clears throat> I think it's too little too late for Wednesday. And, and Derby, as we know, a rudderless Um, So I I still think the the odds are very much in Rotherham's favour. That's from from me, not the bookies.
0: I I don't really understand your constant um, positivity around Rotherham because despite the results not going their way, you've constantly held on to this crumb of optimism that they will stay up despite them not really showing it over the past few weeks.
1: It it it's strange, isn't it? And there's literally no no mathematical thing backing me up. Nothing objective backing me up. It's purely based on what what I think. And um, I, I I I sincerely think that Rotherham have a lot more about them than than either Wednesday or Derby do. And I think one of the things that's really let them down it has been the schedule. I think you take that schedule out, and they have a, a schedule. Similar to Sheffield Wednesdays and Derby, they the home and hose they pull away. Um, I just think that's 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 the key key thing, and it's, this is as I said, this is one last push for Rotherham, and I think they've got it in them to to do it. I just don't. I've got no faith in in Derby or Wednesday. I think they'll both choke and draw, and Rotherham will pick up the three points.
0: Uh, what against Cardiff though? After everything we've just been saying,
1: I know, I know. This is what I mean. There's there's nothing mathematical about it. It's just blind faith at the minute, and I'm sure a lot of Rotherham fans have the same blind faith as me. Don't yeah, know why. Blind,
0: blind faith is one way of putting it because I, I don't particularly understand <laughs> why you keep uh, holding on to this, you know, glimmer of hope. But I, I, I will. I, well, it's very stubborn. I, I will say this: I think Rotherham and Wednesday deserve to stay up more than Derby. Now, most people will say, "Well, Derby have got more points," so how can you say that? And while in most cases that is true. I don't think that is the case here because Wednesday have obviously had the points deduction and they'd be all but safe if it wasn't for that. And I highly doubt Rotherham would have picked up so few points over the past month if it wasn't for the fixture schedule they've had to deal with. They've also had some debatable game-changing decisions go against them. But I'm still holding on to what I was saying at the weekend, Justin, and I fancy Wednesday to stay up. (laughs) I really do. I don't think Rotherham will get a result against Cardiff. As we say, they've got to win. A draw is not good enough. And it is a straight shootout if that doesn't happen between Derby and Wednesday. And considering Wednesday haven't necessarily had results go their way all this time, I still think they are in a much better state than Derby are, who just look absolutely abysmal at the moment. They might pull something out of the bag and as we say, Wednesday have got to win for any chance of staying up. I've just got a glimmer of hope there. And I feel like my glimmer of hope has more credence to it than your glimmer of hope.
1: <laughs> mm, well, give or take. Is, is Darren Moore back in the dugout? Is he well enough to be back in the dugout?
0: I tell you what, if he is, that'll be an extra bit of motivation for the Wednesday players. It, it will too. be.
1: That, that's what I'm uh, slightly afraid of. I think <laughs> I think he needs an extra week at home.
0: Well, absolutely we'll let, let's point out that you are a Derby fan. Exactly. So, are you? I, I'm, I'm guessing you want Derby to stay up.
1: I, I, I absolutely do. I, I do, but I'm with you there. I think Rotherham deserve to stay up more than Wednesday or Derby, um, which is not which is not what you said. But I, no, in fact, I, 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 I do think Rotherham deserve to stay more than Ro- uh, Sheffield Wednesday and Derby purely because they're run properly. They they're they're a well run club, they've done it by the book, whereas Derby and Wednesday have tried to get one over the EFL and the rest of the clubs by selling stadiums and it's that's not that's not ethically right or morally right.
0: So final point if someone gave you a million quid and you had to stick it and you, you get to keep the winnings and you had to stick it on a team to stay up who you're selling, Oh
1: my god. Um
0: You actually saying Rotherham?
1: I'm going I'm gonna stick with
0: Rotherham. Wow. This is more than blind faith at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I'll admit, Rotherham have got still good chance, but it is a big ask getting a result at Cardiff and also hoping that Derby fluff up against Wednesday. But we'll wait and see. It's the Championship, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be one hell of a cracking final day. On Sunday's episode, when we actually know what is going to happen with these three sides we'll talk about what relegation means for these teams of course we're guaranteed to lose at least one of derby or wednesday two clubs in very similar situations and two massive clubs who could potentially be in league one next season so plenty to discuss on that front and also for rotherham whichever division they're in next season so plenty to talk about uh, justin now it's time for this Yes, it's time for the news. Let's take a little break from the relegation battle chat. Justin, QPR defender Todd Kane has been charged by the FA for using abusive language with reference to nationality and or ethnicity. It's happened in the 62nd minute of their game of Brentford in February. Kane has until Monday, the 17th of May, to respond. Now, it is worth pointing out this isn't necessarily racist language, but according to the charge, it doesn't sound too good or very nice at all really does it and considering that everything that's just happened over the weekend with uh, the boycott on social media stuff like this if, if it is um racist abuse then it's disgraceful that it's coming from a player
1: no definitely and from a um, as a, a club like QPR who are very much at the forefront of tackling um, discrimination, it's it's really disappointing, and I'm sure QPR themselves are very disappointed that this has come to light as well. Um, it's 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 all abuse. Let's be honest, all abuse should be eradicated, and, and this sort of thing just doesn't just doesn't help that. And especially at a time where the the social media boycott um, obviously happened at the pre, in the previous weekend, it's it's just it's not good enough, especially from a professional footballer. There's no. no need to even open your mouth and throw and, 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 and anything along those lines. It's ridiculous.
0: No, not at all. Um, we'll, we'll point out once again, not necessarily racist abuse, but the charge <coughs> doesn't make for good reading. Um, speaking of the boycott at the weekend, Swansea have reported an incident of online abuse against one of their players to police. Morgan Whitaker was sent racist messages on Instagram after scoring against Derby. At the weekend, Stoke winger Rabbi Matondo has also been sent racist abuse. The accounts have been removed off Instagram, but Matondo shared the abuse with a post saying, good to see the boycott changed nothing. And people will look at this and say that, yes, we weren't expecting, you know, racist abuse to just be completely eradicated because of this boycott. But at the same time, this is a perfect example of what the social media companies need to do. They need to do more, don't they, Justin?
1: Yeah, they do. It's it's ridiculous. I mentioned it at the weekend, you know. Players and clubs and, and, and journalists and everyone involved in the boycott are gonna go back to their profiles and as we as as we found out, they've walked some have walked into abuse already. Um it, it just highlights a real lack of uh, proactiveness. Policing and proactiveness from social media companies. If I said something abusive to someone on the street, I will get uh well potentially arrested, etcetera, et cetera. Et cetera. It should be the same for online it's not just social media companies um you know putting in policies to make people more um culpable but it should be right through to to parliament putting legislation that protects people from these crimes it's 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 maddening and there's just a lack of progress which is even more frustrating because we've had a year of this sort of chatter and it's getting to a point where it's it's bubbling too much
0: it's, it's more than a year. It's been ages, hasn't it, now? and It's ever since the birth of social media, really. But recently, it just seems to be happening more and more because people are just fully aware that they can just say whatever they want and be guarded by what is essentially a computer screen. Uh, let's move on to other footballing matters, Justin. Norwich have announced midfielders Mario Vrancic and Alex Teti will both leave the club when their contracts expire in the summer. Two good signings for championship sides next season, maybe?
1: Yeah, Tete, you get a seasoned championship player, Premier League experience, very good pro experience overall. Vancic, very good number 10, very talented left foot. He's a good player, good pickup for any championship team as long as you don't pay over the odds.
0: Yeah, Vancic has played 31 games for Norwich this season. Mm. Albeit a lot of those appearances have been off the bench, but that just goes to show when you've been in a side as talented as Norwich this season and you're featuring that much, he's obviously a very talented player. and He's not just number 10, he can play as a number 8, he Mm. can play a bit deeper as well. He is getting on a bit now, I think he's 31, but he could be one hell of a signing for a championship side next season. He's definitely still got the legs to keep going. Teddy's best days probably are behind him, he's 35 now, but... Could be worth giving a go for a lower championship team. I I did see someone say somewhere earlier on Twitter that I think he's heading back to Norway. So that might be the case. But I don't know if a championship team could maybe persuade him otherwise. Uh, Lewis Holtby will leave Blackburn in the summer. I remember when he signed for Blackburn last season and we weren't really sure what to make of it. Because he's always been someone who's been talked about as having a lot of potential. Never really lived up to it and he's time at Blackburn has been underwhelming would you say
1: yeah it's the sort of especially avid football manager players you you see one of those guys that come in who are ranked as a wonder kid and those Holt will be was in that category I think England and Germany were fighting over him at one point because his dad's a scouser um, you know you see a player like that uh, of that ability walk into the Championship and you think he's going to tear it up and it's not quite happened. It's the same as Alan Hilalovic at Birmingham City. It's just not quite happened and it's it's uh, it's a shame and it's sad that we didn't see the best of him but probably means his best days are perhaps behind him.
0: Yeah, he's played a few games for the German national team and he's only 30. So we, I don't think we could be blamed for expecting maybe a bit more from him but I don't know, his career just seems to have tumbled quite rapidly over the past few years hasn't it and not lived up to the expectations that we were perhaps thinking he would get to when he was a young lad but let's move on coventry's rico arena is being renamed the coventry building society arena a 10-year deal has been agreed it doesn't really roll off the tongue does it justin
1: too many syllables far too many syllables we need we need four syllables at the very most for us simple-minded folk cbsa no, that's that sounds like a criminal charge.
0: <laughs> I I also thought it's very close to CBA, which is not <laughs> this is not the kind of anagram, a CBA anagram CBA stadium. It's not the kind of acronym you want <laughs> for your stadium, is it really? Mm. Uh, what do you make of this quote from Millwall goalkeeper Bartosz Bielkowski? He's talking about the Bristol City game at the weekend. The last game, Bristol were gone. They looked like they wanted to go on holidays already. They didn't care. I'm sorry. I think they were the worst team we've played against this season. What do you make of that?
1: I think he's quite right. They they were really bad. They were really bad. And I don't think they've been on holiday because if that's the, the case, they've been on holiday since January 1st, right? They've they have been terrible. And uh, Nigel Pearson's got a big job on his hands. A really big job.
0: He really has. They, they've been this way for a number of months now haven't they mm. and um, quite rightly as he said they one of the worst teams they've played against this season I don't think he'll be the only player who's got that opinion based on how bad they've been over the past few months um, I'd go as far to say they've been at times worse than the likes of Wickham Wednesday maybe even Derby <laughs> definitely, that, definitely, that, that's definitely. how bad they've been over these past few months uh, and final bit of news Justin Wednesday fans are hijacking their club's player of the season awards by voting for Jack Marriott the strikers started four games this season and scored zero goals what do you mm-hmm. make of that I think
1: um, I feel quite bad because obviously Jack Marriott's a, a fairly good pro who's not had the best of time over the last two years a lot of injuries out of form etc Um so this is a bit of a kick in the teeth, because if he wins it, the club aren't going to give it him, are they? The, the club are just going to give it to someone who, the next person, really. Um, but I, I'm i fully behind protest votes. Um, I might vote for him as well for, for Derby, player of the season. Is, I think he played a game.
0: Yeah, he did. But He, played he scored. Right, right at, at the start of the season, didn't he? And he did score. He did score. Um, but, th- yeah, the reason why Wednesday fans are doing this is purely... Because they're not very happy with the way things are going at the club at the moment, and this is very much a protest vote. But it'll be very interesting to see if Mr. Marriott does win. If he does win, I don't think Wednesday are going to give him the award, are, are they? So yeah, let's let's keep an eye on that one. Right, that's just about it for us on the second tier. This midweek. Of course, we'll be back again on Saturday for the live stream where we'll be watching the games uh, as they happen, including the Derby v Wednesday game and also the Rotherham v Cardiff game as we see the final few minutes of the championship on this final day. It's going to be a roller coaster, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you tune in on our Twitter at Second Tier Pod. And a quick update for our plan for the upcoming weeks. Of course, the football is dwindling out now. We've got the playoffs after this final day. And uh, after that, then it's the summer. Um, but what we are going to be doing over uh, the playoff period, we're going to have next week, and I'm very excited for this, we're going to have a fan round table. So all four teams involved, we're going to have fans of those teams having a chat about the playoffs. Why they think their team is going to win it, why they think their team might not necessarily win it. It's just going to be a good old laugh. And after that, we'll also have another round table where we'll have experts, including our very own Justin Peach and a couple of other chaps as well, joining us for that as well. And then apart from that, it's just reaction to the playoffs as we go. And then we've also got player interviews over the summer. We've got loads lined up for you, ladies and gentlemen, even though the football may have ended We'll still be here with you, providing the good times. So you've got that to look forward to, even when there is no football left. Justin, you excited?
1: I'm always excited. Can you not tell? Does no. my voice not give it away?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about it for us on the second tier, Justin. Let's get out of here, shall we? We'll be back again for the live stream on Saturday. And of course, the episode, as usual, on Sunday. We look forward to seeing you at both of them. This has been the Second Tier Podcast. I've been Ryan Dilks. I've been Justin Peach.